Hello, club members. I'm Kate. And I'm Ariana. And welcome to a most unusual meeting of the Nightlight Horror Movie Club. We are a podcast slash internet community where we normally talk about horror, mostly scary movies, true crime, paranormal, anything that we think is spoopy. So today we're going to really just push that envelope. (laughs) We're just going to dip our little piggy toes just slightly outside of horror because today is we're going to be covering the winner of our, I don't know, what do you want to call it? Not so horror poll. Horror movies that aren't technically horror movies. Perfect. So if it's your first time here, the way we pick our movies is by our Patreon office or Patreon supporters. They're our club officers and they, we give them a prompt and then they kind of whittle it down to what we're going to talk about. So there is a lot of really good shit on this poll. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about the fact that Parasite won. Um, and I'm really excited because Ariana, I feel like Ariana at this point, I kind of like if you're going to give me a horror movie, I feel like with 95% accuracy, I could guess how you feel about that on like a one to 10 scale. <laughs> wait, really? Okay. I really, I think I re- I really think I could. Okay. Wait, tell me what you think I think about this movie. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Am I right? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Ah, well, you know what? I'm not going to hold my cards close to the chest at all because I was really excited because Ariana and I almost exclusively talk about horror movies. I think we watched like one rom-com together, maybe in our like 10 year friendship or whatever. So we don't talk about movies. Like I remember seeing Parasite for the first time. Oh, um, this wasn't your first time. No, wait. It was my first time. <gasps> Ariana. <laughs> I almost watched it so many times, but I never committed. It's my first time. I I know how you feel. So like I remember in 2019, um, I like there was a lot of Oscar buzz about this mm-hmm. movie. And I was like, huh, I'll just file that away. And then I went on Hulu and it was on Hulu. And I was like, that's weird. Like those those movies typically aren't on Hulu if they're like Oscar bait movies. So I'm like, right. oh, maybe this is like a well-kept secret and it kind of was (laughs) yeah it's just alternative enough I feel like for Hulu to sink their you know claws into it's not on Hulu anymore though I don't think no it's on Max you guys go find Uh, it on Max yeah I had to watch it on Ariana you have my Max account you keep saying that I don't think I do you definitely do because you were making fun of me as I was trying to type the password in. <laughs> I don't remember you being successful. Guys, with that's that. really typing the password in with the remote is a scary experience. Kate had a mental breakdown. That's all I remember. <laughs> trying, to, trying to sign into Max. <laughs> well, yeah, go if you guys, I will say if you haven't seen the movie we're covering today, Parasite, go please go watch it. It's on Max or just like steal it from your grandma or whatever. Cause we're gonna be spoiling this movie. So spoiler wow. alert. It's a really fucking good movie and you might want to watch it first because it's yeah. I would say um, it is up there. It, I think it's slightly above Get Out in terms of critical acclaim of all mm. the movies that we've covered mm-hmm. on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it beat out a lot of good ones on the poll. We had a close second was seven. <gasps> oh, that would have been fun. Would have been great. Pan's Labyrinth. I've never seen seven, by the way. What? I've never seen seven and I've What's never seen box? Pan's Labyrinth. Oh my God, Kate, what the fuck? I don't know. You had you had never seen Labyrinth with David Bowie. Oh, oh I had. Oh, I had. I oh, just it made her mad. It the I forgot. Fuck out. Yeah. No, I love that movie. <laughs> anyway, we disagree Horrible. on that one. Yeah. Hans Labyrinth is gold. Labyrinth is nightmare fuel, mm. to say the least. Can't argue with that one. Um, also Horns, which is one of my favorite movies, and I was 
so excited when someone recommended it. Ariana made me watch Horns in vet school. <laughs> we were not that close yet, you guys. I was like, and Kate. she's like, come over, just me and you. We're gonna watch Horns. <laughs> Ariana, that's so fucking unhinged to why do, it, and it worked. Why is it one of my favorite movies? I don't know. I think this was like our first time hanging out alone. To be it honest, has everything I could ever want: Daniel Radcliffe, devil shit, like references to religion we're gonna cover it eventually (laughs) so many people recommended old boy and then it came in last on our poll i have no idea wait it came in last dead last i think only one person voted for it no okay good news guys our next poll is a second chance poll we do those from time to time because we see these very deserving movies just get the shit beat out of them on the in the polls and it hurts our feelings so (laughs) Uh, I, I hadn't told you how I felt about this movie, Ariana. And I've, I saw this when it first came out. I didn't know that. I thought this was your first time because we've never talked no. about it. Yeah, That's the thing. We don't really talk about non-horror movies other than horns. I mean, and this is pretty close to a horror movie. I would say, do you think so? This is closer to a horror movie than Jawbreaker, for sure. For yeah, sure. for sure. For sure. <laughs> we did. We, we stretched into the spoopy on that one as well. I will say there's like one character that I think is a horrifying character like genuinely scary and there's one scene that I would call a horror scene and I feel like most people who have seen it know what it is or maybe it's just me oh I don't know who you're talking about (gasps) okay then I'll tell you when we get there babe don't worry okay but there was one scene that like chilled my blood when I was watching this for the first time I watched it alone also yeah it's freaked me out dude huh okay okay yeah I have no idea who you're talking about so I guess we'll we'll see We'll figure it out. Well, all this to say, Ariana doesn't know that this is like one of my favorite movies. <gasps> oh, my God. Why have you not talked to me about this movie before? I don't know. It just, girl, it just never came up. And then whenever people were suggesting it for the poll, I didn't want to say anything because I didn't and I didn't vote and I didn't look at the poll. Because this movie, I'm pretty sure, was also on our um, Asian Pacific Islander Awareness Month poll was, like a year but, ago. It was, but I really I wanted to watch Train to Busan for that one really badly. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Wow. I know. I, I The first time I watched this movie, I watched it again the next day with Nick. So this is actually my third or fourth viewing of this movie. Oh my movie. God. That's so I weird. I feel like usually at least I have a general idea of how I know. you feel about something. And this one just really slipped under the radar. It re- I know. It really did. So wow. that's why I'm very excited to talk about it. But you really do think that this is like a horror movie. Yeah. I mean, we've had many conversations about like what constitutes a horror movie, but I think this yeah. is like anxiety horror black comedy thriller you know for sure mm-hmm. officially it's listed as a, like a black comedy thriller on like yeah. wiki mm-hmm. my genre i would probably call this like eat the rich horror yeah yeah yum they taste so rich and delicious <laughs> yum definitely social commentary horror dude for sure and i love that shit and i know you do too which is why I i'm do. like but this movie did you know how popular it is? Mm, yeah, it's pretty fucking popular, Kate. Won a million awards. One billion awards earned. <laughs> it won four Academy Awards. Yes, it did. First non-English language film to win Best Picture mm-hmm. ever, which is pretty fucking great. Ever. Best director, best original screenplay, best international feature film. Amazing. 
um, whenever it premiered at the Cannes Festival, it won like their version of Best Picture. And it's the only it's one of two films ever to win Best Picture at the Academy Awards and Best Picture or whatever the equivalent is, sorry, at the Cannes Film Festival. And the other one that did people actually agreed. It's wait, hold on. I have it written down. It's like, oh, the Palme d'Or. That's what it's called. The Palme d'Or. And uh, the other one that won was literally back in 1955. It was some romantic drama called Marty that I've never fucking heard of. So this is a very big deal. (laughs) Yeah. For South Korean film, especially how alternative it is. I feel like it's not. Oh, yeah. You know, the things that usually win Academy Awards aren't things that have this amount of violence, I feel like. Oh, yeah, I agree with that for sure. I feel like violence is a, is a big one. If it's yeah. not like dramatic, like over the top melodramatic violence, they love that shit. But the stuff in between, they don't like. Yeah, but they are suckers for social commentary. Let's be real. Let's that, be real. That kind of makes sense. <laughs> it does make sense. But honestly, I do think it's super deserved like this. And also the fact that this is the first South Korean film to win any Academy Award like ever. Right crazy. That's very impressive. And I'm very excited to be talking about it on this podcast. Me too. Kate, I feel like I've asked you this, but I can't remember your answer. Have you seen Snowpiercer? No, I haven't. So I I know it's the same director, though. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it is. Uh huh. And it's also Snowpiercer is also very social commentary-esque. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's probably even more so than this one, if that's possible. But I've seen the American version of Snowpiercer, but it's Mm -hmm. almost like shot for shot of the Korean, which is my understanding. Because the director is the same director. Exactly. Yeah. But it's, both oh my God. I mean, just to give you an idea of the premise, which I'm, I don't know if you know the premise of Snowpiercer, I don't. but it's like, Mm-mm. it's a dystopian future thing, which, you know, I'm a fucking sucker for, but you it's really basically are. like the world ends and this train is going, but the world ends for everybody except for the people on the train. So the train becomes <gasps> the new civilization and they oh like God. set up social classes within the train. And like the movie <gasps> is like the poor back of the train trying to get to the front of the train because they're like all starving. And oh my God, why haven't you made me watch this yet? I feel like I have brought it up so many times. I feel like I've brought it up for, I think I brought it up for Train to Busan because I was like, this reminds you did. me of Snowpiercer. Yeah. After researching Parasite and recognizing that Boon Jong Hu is like the same director as Snowpiercer, yeah. respect because I think that that guy's fucking brilliant. Have you seen The Host? No, I haven't, but I've heard great things about it. Oh my god, it's so good! It's really? on Shutter, I'm pretty sure. And I and you do have my Shutter account. I don't want you to say <laughs> you don't because you do. Yeah, and it's it's like a creature feature. It's like a South Korean creature feature, and it's horrifying and it's fantastic. And it's also the same main a- the same main lead actor also. Oh, really? Yeah. So like, so let's talk about the director for a minute. So Bong Joon-ho, he, um, and I'm probably going to pronounce everyone's name wrong. Just I'm going to need everyone yeah, to just get same. over that. She's from Mississippi. <laughs> so this guy, <laughs> Bong, he directed Parasite, The Host, um, Snowpiercer, Okaja, which I watched part of and I wasn't like in love with it. Do you remember really? when that was really big? The one with the pig? I have heard of it. I didn't know it had a pig in it, but I feel like all these <laughs> streaming ser- services are always trying to recommend it to me. So, yeah, so it's probably good. But all all of his stories are about like so- society and social class and status. Nice. And so um, very similar to Mike Flanagan, Bong has like a group of characters that he calls on for similar projects. So like the dad in this movie, the chauffeur, he's a huge actor, first of all, in South Korea. Yeah, but I feel like I've seen him before in something. He's in Snowpiercer. 
Oh, he is. Okay, okay. Yeah. So he's in Snowpiercer. He's also in The Host. He's like one of the main mm. characters in The Host and he's fabulous. Okay. He's got a very distinct face. So I feel like he could definitely play a lot of roles. Yeah. And he was like, he's like one of those actors that's like wanted to be an actor since he was like seven sort of situation. So he's very, very highly acclaimed and absolutely kills it in this movie. All of the actors are fantastic in this movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. I agree. And then... um. The tutor, like the the son of the the family, right? Um, he's in Okaja or whatever that movie is that I haven't seen. Um, same thing for the housekeeper, but also she, the how that the main housekeeper, the um, she was also in Mother, but not that one, not your mother, a different mother, <laughs> not mine, a South Korean mother, not Got yours it. that you made me watch, and I don't know what happened, and I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to nice. talk about what I saw. We should watch Mother. We should make Kate watch Mother for no. the. Club. No, not doing it again. <laughs> but yeah, this is this is a a very 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 critically acclaimed movie, and in my opinion, very well earned. And uh, I like that you consider it horror, so we'll take it. Hell yeah, yeah. So should we give like a little bit of a teaser? Absolutely. Okay, I have a teaser. It's very basic. A parasite family takes mm. advantage of another family, but who is the parasite, Kate? <gasps> That's right. That is so right. That is correct. So this movie is about a very low class South Korean family. This movie is about wealth disparity and social class. And this very low class family slowly infiltrates by ruthless, vicious and chaotic means. Yeah. Infiltrates this extremely wealthy family by poaching their service jobs and then taking advantage of their wealth. Yep. Committing fraud, basically. Big time with fraud. Their family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, I know that then, then you're going to be like, oh, well, clearly they're the parasite. But I'll, I have a direct quote from the director from Bong because mm. I was like, ooh, because I was like, who is the parasite? Who is the parasite? The, and he says, because the story is about this poor family infiltrating and creeping into the rich house. It seems very obvious that parasite refers to like the poor family. And I think that's why the marketing team was a little hesitant to call it Parasite. Um, but if you look at it the other way, you can say the rich family, they're also parasites in terms of labor. They can't even wash dishes. Mm-hmm. They can't drive themselves. So they leech off of the poor family's labor. So both are parasites. Amazing. Amazing. And you see it so clearly in this movie. Like when they, they lose their housekeeper and they're panicking like, we're, we're not going to have laundry what, what what's going to happen to the dishes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I have a quote from Karl Marx on capitalism. Okay. <laughs> Classic. Classic. <Continue>. So, <laughs> oh, my God. Capitalism horror. I went a little deeper because I was like, what is this idea of like labor being a source that someone can consume as a parasite? Correct. And has been for a long time. Right. They're doing it right now. So this idea of capitalism or whatever, like that's really what at the very, very deep aspect of this all, you know, it's about capitalism. It's about the idea that, you know, as a capitalist family, they're taking advantage of a family that is, you know, producing labor. So this is Karl Mm -hmm. Marx on capitalism as a capitalist. He is only capital personified. His soul is the soul of capital. But capital has one single life impulse, the tendency to create value and surplus value. 
to make its constant factor, the means of production, absorb the greatest possible amount of surplus labor. Capital is dead labor that vampire-like only lives by sucking living labor and lives the more, the more labor it sucks. Correct. Yes. Basically, it's like this labor is the thing that the capitalists are taking advantage of. Correct. Separate the worker from the means of production. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this it all starts with a tutor infiltrating this family or like someone get like getting rightfully a tutor job, but kind of inflating his qualifications to get this very high class tutoring job. And I, Ariana, you, I don't know if you knew this, but I was a tutor for eight years. Oh, yeah. Who'd you tutor? Yeah. I tutored like um, athletic students in college. I tutored like little rich kids whose parents wanted me to like just teach them vocabulary and shit like that in their giant mansion houses. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah. And then I tutored like people who were like my age and like 12 year olds. So I'm very familiar with like this stepping into a rich family's house in like a servant role Mm. and how like even if they're like nice, even if they're super awesome and cool which usually they aren't (laughs) but even if they are (laughs) but even if they are it's always just like I feel like I'm an alien in their world because their rules are so different and like they're so ignorant to so much stuff yeah and Mm -hmm. so watching this movie for me honestly it's like a form of escapism because if I could just pop into this super rich luxe life don't have to work don't have to go grocery shopping don't don't have to do my own clothes live in a gorgeous architect designed multi-mansion the house is amazing yeah I that house I would do it for like a year happily oh my god yeah I mean I'd have to work with a child though which would suck <laughs> oh no I didn't mm. I'd be the chauffeur but I wouldn't do you any of the what? other jobs they don't they <laughs> you would be the chauffeur I would be the chauffeur you would be a terrible chauffeur you have horrible road rage listen no, I won't hear it. I'm an amazing driver, though. I'd get this, you there. You, you're very a good driver. You'll get... <laughs> I don't think you would pass the Park family standards, you're is right. all I'm saying. You're right. You're right. That's all I'm saying. But anyway, we've talked about how parasites are parasites and eating, eating the rich. But I want to talk about this house. Oh, yeah? Did you know, Ariana? So the house is huge. If you haven't seen the movie, the house is massive. It's gorgeous. It's so manicured and perfect. And tangible, and I just want to live there so badly. Like floor to ceiling windows, it's gorgeous. Art, just art everywhere. So much space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't. It hurt. it physically hurts, but it's also beautiful to watch. I love a pretty movie, and so this movie gets points because I'm like, Visually I want to look at this house. Yes, want to look at this house all day. But the house was a special set. All of it's a set. Yeah. Yes. That's I didn't know wild. That. Yeah. Even the basement house is a set. Wow. And the kind street of... outside of their sub-basement house is a set. Wow. Did you know they CGI'd the second floor? I know they, I know they did the windows, yeah. CGI, <laughs> it was all CGI. Well, when they're viewing the house from outside, they CGI'd the second floor on top of the first floor. So only the I did first not, floor exists. I never would have known that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Bro, yeah. see, that's how we use CGI. That's a good use of CGI right yeah. there. Make it cheaper for yourself. And it looks larger than life and stunning and beautiful and all of this is in some major city in South Korea no I think is it in Seoul it is Mm -hmm. yeah well there you go so the fact that they have like a huge lawn like we're talking like billionaires yeah so that's a fun part of this movie for me is just being like I'm just gonna 
look at the pretty stuff for a minute. Oh, it's so pretty. <laughs> it's so pretty. And I love I love a movie that takes place in another country because you like get to learn about their culture. You get to see I what know. it's like. I yes. don't know. It's it's like visually stimulating versus seeing mm-hmm. the same set over like we're over here like I wonder what trees are those Arkansas literally- trees or <laughs> <laughs> no but that's literally the fun of it all is like seeing them drink like a sake type drink and being like do they drink sake in Korea oh my God. and then googling the it and they have their own fucking the what. The Ramdan, which is a major part of this movie. Oh, yes. Yes. It's a very that- common like dish and i went out and i got those i went i watched this movie i went to my asian <gasps> market i got the ingredients i made Did my you husband really? make it <laughs> yes. it just looks like a it's beef so ramen. fucking good so like yeah it's ramen? really simple but it's like okay. it's these two different types of noodles and it's like really fucking Ooh, good yeah and it's just like comfort food anyway yeah. did you know that they cgi the bag so that it more in English said the the name of, of the types of noodles, udon and the in the ramen. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, they did that for <laughs> English viewers so that they could like, understand why they were saying ramdan. Ah, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. I heard there was like some kind of miscommunication with like how they could translate that specific meal mm. name into English for the English subtitles because it's like not really perfectly translated, but they were like, this right. is the best way we can say it. <laughs> It worked and I ate it and it was delicious. So good yeah, job. It looks good. <laughs> yeah. No, it was such a great. Oh, it's it's nice being in someone else's culture and just like seeing how things are. And it's just like, like you said, escapism for that reason, too. Yeah, literally. And it's yeah. so funny watching them be so fascinated with the most mundane Western things. That's yeah. a big part of this movie for me, too, for my watching experience. Is like American like, <gasps> Indian culture. Ah, uh, that's a problem. We'll get there. <laughs> Look, it's it's important. It's on purpose, but it's upsetting. Yeah, so yeah. We'll get there. Definitely. Well, before we talk about the movie, I'm going to shout out the people who recommended this movie because y'all Please do. are amazing. So these are all your Instagram names. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Kyra Girl 16, who has definitely recommended shit to us before, and I've shouted them out before. Recognize oh, we that love name. Her. Love her. Blast Hard Cheese. Great name. Oh, my God. Outstanding. 10 out of 10. (laughs) I Wachong or L Wachong. Don't know. Faye Lena Mm. Grindstaff. Ed B182 and Metal Earth One. So many people. We love you all. Yeah. Thank you. Parasite and Old Boy were recommended the most, I think, for our Instagram poll. But no one voted for for Old Boy. You guys are fucking chaotic. No one voted for Old Boy. I love it. I can't predict shit. We don't know what you guys are going to make us watch, and it's confusing, but hey. Yeah, me and Kate talk about that frequently. If it's got to be Parasite, we're okay. (laughs) Yeah, we'll be like, oh, everyone's going to vote for this one. Like, we shouldn't put this one on this poll. Like, we strategize just like the slightest amount, and it's always useless. It's always useless, yeah. Chaotic. (laughs) We love it. Well, that's like horror movie people, I feel like, are just like, yeah, let me fuck with them. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Let me go based on pure rage emotion. Yeah. Yeah, we love it. But so for genre, this one I thought really hard about. You ready? I'm ready. Metaphorical horror. Do you know why? (laughs) So in this movie, they use the word metaphorical like a lot, like the word metaphorical for like the kids art, for the description of the house. I don't know if there's just like a word in Korean that like doesn't translate super well to English, but... 
They use the word metaphorical a lot. I bet it's a lot prettier in Korean is the thing. Yeah. I bet it because I know what they're trying to say. Right. But yeah. that's but I bet it's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> like I think I think what they mean is like abstract or symbolic or something metaphorical. But they created their own word because there probably isn't a word that directly translates. But for me, I feel like that perfectly describes this movie. Metaphorical. It's it's like, do you get it? Do you get it though? <laughs> they don't get it. They don't get it. <laughs> I don't think I don't think this one's that hard to get, if I'm being honest. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Which is why I think it had such mass appeal because it's good, but it's like it's not too on the nose. Yeah, it's great because there's just the perfect amount of symbolism and just the perfect amount of superficial gore entertainment. So you're not like bored looking at, you know, symbolic imagery the whole time. Right. But you're also, you know, very entertained watching people get murdered. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I watched um, or I mean, I read a review from I forget where, but they talked about this movie and they said it's like the perfect, like who says you can't have art house and popcorn movie at the same time? Because you exactly definitely what can. It is. Yeah. And it takes a, it takes ex- extreme talent from everybody involved. So mm-hmm. um, that's why that's why this guy, um, this director, Bong Joon-ho, he's like, people are foaming at the mouth. Like Martin Scorsese is like, when's your next movie? Like he is a very big deal. So keep an eye out for every single movie he makes because they're all fucking bangers. (laughs) Yes. Snowpiercer. And I haven't even seen Snowpiercer yet. Recommend it, guys. I want to do Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer could probably be characterized as like a thriller as well, but also potentially horror. I feel like Snowpiercer could be horror. I'm going to let I'm going to I'm let's you know, (laughs) let's be happy for what we got. Let's be grateful. (laughs) Should we do train horror now? Should we do dystopian future horror? Ariana's trying to manipulate the polls again so that we watch Snowpiercer. <laughs> Kate's like, what about Tim Burton poll? <laughs> hey, people want to do a Tim Burton poll. I want to do Corpse all. Bride. People like me. <laughs> I'm like, what about anxiety horror? And yeah, like, no. And I'm like, what no. about Tim Burton? No one wants that. But thank you. <laughs> the worst part is they do. Anxiety but- horror. Can't wait. Good for you guys, because this one's anxiety inducing. This movie made me anxious. Yeah, it was good. It was a good anxiety horror. For sure. Well, let's introduce everybody. Yeah, we got to meet the Kims. We got to meet the Parks. And then we got to try to keep up because a lot happens very quickly. So strap in, club members. There's a lot that happens. And this is similar to Train to Busan, where I'm going to call people by... Probably not their real names in the movie because it's going to be hard for me to remember those names. So it's okay. <laughs> um, it's not our okay. fault. We're ignorant Americans. I'm sorry. It's hard. So, um, in I think in Korean culture, like the first syllable is their last name, and the second syllable is actually their first name. So when you were calling the guy right. Bong, you're actually calling by his last name, which is well, that's normal. Normal <laughs> yeah. for Americans. So sure. Okay. Um, so just if you guys want the names, we have a family of four, a nuclear family. We have a brother. His name's Kiwoo, a sister, Ki Jung, a father, Ki Tech, and then a mother who has a different last name, um, Chung Suk. But I'll be calling him by various names in this <laughs> summary. Mom, dad, brother, sister. Daddy Kim, Daddy Park. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, so the Kim family is the... Um, you know, the poor, quote unquote, poor family. And then the Park family, the, the very wealthy poor family. family. 
Yes, the destitute Extremely family. poor. Oh, my yeah. God. The wealth disparity is real. They live like in a tiny tiled little one room with a toilet in it, sub basement. They flat. call it a semi basement flat because there's semi-basement. they're mostly underground, but they have like a tiny window onto like street level. Yeah, a tiny window onto a shitty little alley where someone literally drunkenly pees every single day outside their window. Nasty. So we meet the Kim family. It's a family consisting of a mom and a dad and like their college age ish children. And they live together in this semi-basement apartment in the city of Seoul. And they all have low-income jobs. And they're and they're fighting to the death for these jobs because there's so many people and not enough jobs. Right. Exactly. Like they're folding, I think, folding pizza boxes or something like yeah. that and getting mm-hmm. paid by a company to fold pizza boxes. That's like one of the first scenes. But in the first scene, we get multiple references to the movie, the name of the movie, which is Parasite, which I really liked. They're like... We're going to give you what you want right off the bat. Um, Yes. Mm, The very, very first scene is this family attempting to steal Wi-Fi from their upstairs neighbor. Love it. So it's like, okay, they're being parasites. Also, how relatable is that shit? (laughs) That's for real. For real. They're like, very real. Put a password on the Wi-Fi. Yeah. (laughs) And then they're squishing these stink bugs also in their apartment. So I'm like, okay, like we have a lot of parasite imagery. And yes. she loves a symbol, so I'm here for it. Yes, she does. <laughs> so then we have the brother slash son of the family, Kiwu. Mm-hmm. His friend who attends college visits the family and he brings a scholar's rock, which is like this large art piece that's meant to bring the family wealth. It's a flex. Let's be honest. It does. It's not like nice. It's, it's a flex. It's a flex? This whole movie is just people flexing on other people. I don't know if I took it as a flex because I think his friend is pretty um, sincere with. I think so. But I I do. I do think that he I think that you can immediately see like the class difference in how they look at each other and like treat each other and talk to each other. I think that's just for me. I took it as like he and his friend are a little disconnected because Kiwu has been trying to get into college and can't pass the college entrance exam. Oh, okay. So you think it's more genuine. Yeah. Oh, I'm immediately like, trust no bitch. I think he he gives it to his family as like a way of being like, I'm about to ask you for a favor. So oh, he yeah. brings him a gift because <laughs> yeah, he's literally about but, to yeah. ask him for a favor. So yes, he, is. he tells Kiwu that he's planning to study abroad and he wants him to take his part time position of tutoring this high school girl for this rich family um, named the Park family. And Kiwu says, you know, I'm not qualified. I've tried to get into college many times. I keep failing. And his friend was like, that doesn't Mm -hmm. fucking matter. Like, they'll take my (laughs) recommendation. Really, he wants him to take his position because he does have a crush on the girl. And he trusts that. High school girl. I'm fucking glad you agree with me, Kay, because the whole time I was like, what is this statutory bullshit? I don't know how old Kiwu is, but he's definitely over 18. And his student is clearly a high school student. That's she's, all I'm going to yeah. say. She's like 16 and he's supposed Gross. to be college age, which is like, okay, it's only a few years. But also, and they do no. say like, we, I'm not planning to ask her out officially until she's in college, which at least, you know, they. I feel like they're trying to they're make trying. it less awkward, but it's also like- Yeah, but uh, like just date girls your own age, you fucking weirdo. Why do I they know. have to be- undeveloped little 16 year olds. I don't know, man. Who only know you as the the only guy they've ever met. You know, that's what they like. And that's why I don't like it. I know. I don't like it either. I don't like it either for that reason. But I will say I do appreciate that this high school girl actually looks like she's in high school. 
Like she doesn't she look does. like she's, yeah. you know, a she 20 does. year old playing a high school girl. It's the bangs. Yeah, the bangs. Yeah, the bangs make it work. So anyway, so his <laughs> friend tells him that he wants him to take his position because he has a crush on the girl and he trusts that Kiwu will watch over her without trying to put it in her. So he's like, listen, we'll see about that. Yeah. And of course, you're like, oh, so he's going to like her immediately. Cool. So we all know how this is going to end. <laughs> of course. Do we, um, but do we? Yeah. Well, no. See, that's the thing. It's a lot of no. twist endings, but we probably guessed that part of it. So yes. Kiwu's <laughs> sister named Ki Jung, she's a master of Photoshop and she's a badass bitch. And I will say, I love this character. I love her so much. She's, she's perfect. She's honestly like the most like smart, conniving person of the family. She is talented as hell. Yeah. She straight up is like, oh, you want me to Photoshop some certificates? Bitch, here you go. And she's got like, she's got like a cigarette hanging out of her mouth, like yeah. sitting on the toilet. She's like, yeah, whatever. Here you go. She's and then like she in just a computer lab. Everything that she does with <laughs> so much confidence that throughout the movie, she's bossing other people around. Right. Right. Yeah. She's we love her. A badass bitch. Amazing. Confidence. Skilled. 10 out of 10. The first scene we have is her in a computer lab smoking a cigarette. And then someone comes up to her and is like, you can't smoke in here. And then she like asks for a cup and you think she's going to put her cigarette out. But she just like puts her ashes in the cup and then keeps smoking. <laughs> it's great. It's and she's great. beautiful. But also I was a little like, OK, because she clearly has hair that's been dyed. And I'm like, mm -hmm. could you afford that if you are as poor like as we're saying? Dye. Yeah, but it's box like cheap. Yeah, but it's hard. To, you don't know this because you're a towhead, Kate. But you I'm can't, not though. <laughs> you can't successfully lighten dark hair from a box. Like it's your hair oh, will look lighter a certain way if you do it from a box, and it doesn't look like the hair she has. It's her hair is like perfectly toned. It's like a light brown color and you don't get that from a box. So it looks professionally done. Ariana I was just like, says, you look too pretty. I don't like it. I was like, how did you get this perfect hair color as someone who has black hair that dyes her hair a little bit lighter? It's difficult. Ah, I see. It's difficult. <laughs> I see. I see. And it's expensive. <laughs> no, I you're totally you're apps. You are absolutely right. You're totally right. <laughs> I was like, wait. Maybe, but then it, she also That's talks hard. about how she has like side jobs where she like goes to weddings with men. So yeah, she's like yeah. just doing some like Again, light love it. sex work. And I'm like, maybe she has connections. She was like, oh yeah, I like, they hire me to go to weddings. They pay you extra if you catch the bouquet. And so yeah. she catches the bouquet. I'm like, queen. She's a queen. Yeah. She's, she's great. She's great. She's great. She creates a false university certificate so that Kiwu can be hired by the Park family for the tutoring gig. And just for everyone's reference, the Park family just randomly decides to call him Kevin. <laughs> She's like, we'll call you Kevin. Oh, my you God. <laughs> I, yeah, I noticed that. Which I'm like, I don't know if that's like a cultural thing where you're like, or if it was just because they knew this was going to be like an international movie. And they were like, we need him to have like a semi- I don't think so. No. Be, and I'll tell you why. Because of the next scene. So they hire him. They're like, we we don't even need to look at your certificates your sister forged. We <laughs> trust the recommendation from the last tutor who the mom is very clearly sexually obsessed with. Can we just say that? 
wait, oh, I missed that. She's like lovingly, she's like petting her dog and like gazing wistfully away and is like, well, the last tutor, I, you know, I just don't even know if you could possibly be as Listen, awesome and awesome I as he is. that. Holy fuck. Yeah. Mrs. Wow. Park is a freak. You know what's weird, though, is I definitely got the vibe that him and Miss Park were going to fuck. And maybe that's my subconscious uh-huh. being like, no. maybe I saw the way she talked about the other tutor. Hmm. The Well, it was, yes, 100%. Only that would have been age appropriate instead of what they do, yeah. <laughs> which is he hooks up with his 16-year-old tutory. I don't know what Does he called. hook Student. up with her or does oh, he just God. kiss her? Like that's not saying enough. that's I know, I know, I know, I know. But I, there's I, no implication know, of sex just for everyone listening. I don't think true. they have that's sex. That's very true. That's very true. Just some statutory smooches. It's just no big some, deal. Uh, some light, light making out. I don't even think they make out. They just kiss. I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. But the, the, the next entire scene is like he gets hired and then he gets ding, 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 light bulb idea. Yes. And he's like, hey. I know someone who would be an amazing art tutor for your little psycho son. Yeah, the son is a um, little ball of energy. He's like the perfect age for being annoying. He's awful. He's, he's like, like five oh, yeah. or something. Yes. But this guy, so I think they name him Kevin. And he's like, oh, you like Western shit? I got you. He's like, this is Jessica. She went to Illinois State. We love it. And the mom's like, Illinois. Park- <gasps> Illinois. Like every time they introduce her, it's like, this is Jessica from Illinois. And as an American, like that's, I'm like, brilliant. I love it. Good for you. Yes. Yes. (laughs) They think they're like, you're so trendy. We love it. It's perfect. Yeah. So young and trendy and American and Western. It's great. Oh my God. So yeah, they're like, you're Kevin now. (laughs) He's like, yeah, they're like, you're Kevin now. And then he like waits for his opportunity. And then he hears like the mom, like Miss Park or whatever, talking about how her son is just like really unfocused and how he's good at art, but she feels like he needs more guidance. And he's like, well, what what five-year-old doesn't need a tutor? Am I right? He's like, well, I know this girl, her name's Jessica. She did both, you know, psychiatry and art theory or whatever. (laughs) Art therapy. Art theory. So then he's like, she could be an art therapist and so she's like oh okay well let me meet this jessica and of course like jessica fucking kills it um kills it oh my god she walks in confident as hell and is like this is how awesome i am and this is why i'm gonna be expensive are you cool with that and mom's like yeah of course like oh my god of course you went to illinois so (laughs) yeah problem at all full access to my entire house well that's the thing right it's like honestly if you think about it it is probably not that hard for like con artists to do this type of thing because it is oh, kind of you don't know crazy I don't, oh i assume that you had found this ariana so what that you're a con artist i'm a con art no <laughs> <laughs> no so the director of this movie our, our good friend bong jun ho he um openly talks about what inspired him to make this movie one of it is he was a tutor and so nice. he's like he like so that class step is what if he had a crush on his student probably gross that's disgusting he definitely did that's gross anyway he was a tutor but also he was inspired by the real life case (gasps) of these two french housekeepers named christine and leah papine oh shit who violently murdered oh my god the people who they worked for in their home and withstood trial oh fuck yeah damn 
I feel like it, like I said, I feel like it'd be really easy to do something like that. I'll tell you about that at the end if people are interested, but it's a hell Ooh. of a ride. And it like was a, a true big crime? inspiration. Little true crime at the end? Yeah, like a 1920s true French true crime. Amazing. I'm here for it. I want to know. Mini true crime later, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So then Jessica meets the family's chauffeur as he's driving her home and she leaves her panties in his car like a fucking smart smart badass bitch and she makes it appear that he had sex in the family car and so mr park finds her panties and then he fires the chauffeur and then jessica offhandedly recommends someone who she says is her uncle's chauffeur but is actually her dad (laughs) yeah keeping it in the family and they and they recommend him because it's a hard sell because they just lost like what the Mrs. Park calls a young, hip chauffeur. Right. They're devastated that they don't have this young, hip chauffeur. And they're like, yeah, but this guy sounds old as she's recommending her dad. And she's like, yes, but like his family might be in Chicago. They relocated to Chicago. So I'll see if he's available. Yeah. Just (laughs) giving that Western bullshit. Yeah. Just dropping random Western locations and being like, Their cousin was from there. Can we come into your house now? And she's like, of course. She's like, Chicago, you say? Chicago. (laughs) So the family hires Daddy Kim to be their driver. And Mm -hmm. now we have the Kim family. He he doesn't know how to drive. Also, He doesn't know how to drive because they don't have a car. (laughs) He goes to a car dealership. He learns about like the most updated version of the car that the family has. And yeah, because this is a rich family with a fancy little car. Yeah, and he does a good job of learning how to drive in a very short amount of time. Well, well, that's the thing, right? So, like, you have these rich babies at the top that can't do their own laundry or do their own grocery shopping. And then you have the people at the bottom that are, like, like rehearsing what lines are going to say. They're yeah. smart and they mm-hmm. are hardworking, not because they want to be, but because they have to be. Have to and be. I think that's what this movie is really like highlighting it shows how hard they have to work yeah yeah because they need that job and they're mm-hmm. like 100 i will i will learn how to drive the fanciest car today let's go i will pick up a new skill in less than a day and and say i've been doing it for it. 10 years yeah yeah mm-hmm. and they show him like holding like the park dad holding a coffee mug like watching the coffee as it's like very full it's kind of like a test for Daddy Kim and Daddy Kim's like driving around with a smooth little ride and it's just crazy. And he's like very calm. It's crazy. Absolutely psychotic that that's a test to drive somebody around. Somebody yeah. who can't drive themselves, by the way. So that's a good point. Yeah. It's like, why do you have such high standards? Who do you think you you get up here? Yeah, for real. Yeah. So now Gross. we have... The Kim's family, son, Kevin, sister, Jessica, and father all working for this rich Park family. Yes. So now we only have one more, one more person to infiltrate. Mama's left. (laughs) And it's going to be the hardest one of all. I know, I know. So this Park family has a housekeeper that's been working in the house for years. Like she was the housekeeper of the previous owner who was the guy who built the house. And they inherited her when they bought the house. So she's been there like... yeah. Years and years and years. And yeah, they're trying to work hard to figure out a way they could get her fired so they can get the whole yeah, family. They're like, All right. So this will be hard. There, there's no like remorse. They're like, OK, so 
they're like, we got to do it. We're going to have to really try. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like you couldn't just like let your mom chill at home. Like, why does the you know, it's just it's almost like this like over because they want total control. Yeah. It's like this almost like an overreaching thing. It's like just quit while you're ahead. But it's like we need to keep going. No, I would. I would absolutely do that because then nobody's going to rat you out. Yeah. Yeah. You have total secrecy and everyone has. That's a has good point. The, That's a good point. Yeah. Because like if the housekeeper was still there. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. She has to go. She's very loyal to that family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She cannot be there because if she smells a rat, she's going to tattle. You're right. Yeah. I'm not saying it's good what they do to her, by the way, because it's bad. It's ruthless as hell. Right. But if you're going to do this, then you're going to do it all the way. You're right. Mm -hmm. So Kevin finds out from this girl that he's tutoring that the housekeeper is allergic to peaches. (laughs) And so the family shaves peach fuzz from a peach and then like puts it in a tube and then like flicks it on her neck when she's not looking like the housekeeper. And she starts having like allergic reactions at work. And the Kim family convinces the Park family (laughs) <laughs> that she has tuberculosis and that she's coughing up blood. And they go it's as great. far to like find one of her tissues in the garbage can, put like red sauce on it and then like show the tissue to the park mom so that she can like, like think she's See coughing evidence up blood. That, yeah, that she's hiding tuberculosis from her family. Yeah. So... This, this was arc, my favorite scene, by the it's way. It's a good one. Yeah, it's very manipulative and it's very smart. Very smart, very manipulative. We love a good grifter. We love we a do. smart grifter. We yeah. love it. Yeah. So they're like fearing for their health and safety. And so they end up firing um, the housekeeper. And then, Awful. of course, they convince the family to hire their mom to replace her. So now we have oh, all yeah. four. All four Kim family members. That's the whole set. Working for the Park family, pretending not to know each other. And it's hilarious. There's like a scene where they're like, like Jessica's talking to her mom and being kind of a bitch to her. And it's just I like. I love that scene. <laughs> she's like, next time, don't interrupt our lesson and leave the food outside of the door. Like yeah, she's just super next cold. Time. It's great. Yeah. Can you really blame her? Imagine it. if you got to. Yeah. You got to just be like a bitch to your mom. <laughs> Kate's like, wouldn't that be that great? Like a blast. <laughs> no, my mom would literally cry. But in my mind, for Jessica, I'm so happy for her that she gets to just be like, do you mind, maid, chambermaid? Yeah. Leave yeah. the fruit outside. I'm like, yes, I bet that feels good. <laughs> I just love that they're all so committed, you know, like they're all. Yeah. You're not at any point like, oh, this person's going to give it away because they're all like at the top of their game. No, because they're all benefiting off of each other. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They are. It is like solidarity, sister. So mom's yeah. like, OK, LOL. <laughs> like, yeah. She's like, wow. All right. Yeah. No okay. hard feelings. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it is great. They're living their best lives. And then now we have act two. So it's the young son's mm-hmm. birthday. And the Park family decides to go on a little rich family camping trip for his I birthday. I know. It looks so rich. I cannot handle <laughs> a little it. Glamping. <laughs> a little yeah. birthday glamping. Oh, my God. The mom is like in the basement, like yelling at the housekeeper, like, oh, my God, like, where's the like projector, the the star projector? Like, oh, what? is that what she said? 
Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, she's looking for like some sort of projector. And I'm like, are you joking? Why are you bringing a projector into the woods, bitch? Where are you going? <laughs> yeah. Are you not camping? I thought she was asking for a raincoat. I was like, well, okay. no, yeah, she's like, look for his raincoat, but also like, look for the projector. We want that right now. <laughs> we want to look at projected stars, not the real stars. While not we're the real ones. Thank you so much. <laughs> so everyone of the Park family is gone. The Kim family has like this celebratory little get together with each other where they Bro, are all in the I house. would do it too. They get drunk. They're eating this big meal in an empty mansion and they're just enjoying the fact that they have successfully fooled this rich family. And it's a great They're scene. like laying in the grass. Yeah. They're like playing with the three perfect tiny little dogs. Yeah. Well, that's what's great too. It's like um, something that I did notice was like this family, a lot of their scenes together are them eating together and sharing a meal and, you know, being very social with each other. And you never see that with the other family. Like no one's ever no. in the same room eating. Like the daughter's no, eating don't. while she studies. Little boy's like stealing cake from the fridge in the middle of the night. Like the mom is yeah. like eating the meal that is cooked for her by herself. And her husband just like goes off to bed. Like no one's sharing that solidarity of like sharing a meal together. I didn't notice that, but you're so right. Yeah, that's that's very symbolic. <laughs> Yeah, I think, symbolic. It, I think it does show like the class difference as well. Yeah, it does. We have a great scene. This is like the scene where, you know, they're on top and their happiness mm -hmm. is peak. Um, mm -hmm. And then suddenly shit hits the fan. So we have the doorbell ring. Everyone's like, oh, oh no. Fuck. It's like storming outside. The doorbell rings. They go to like their little like ring camera and it's the old housekeeper. And you're like, what the fuck's this bitch want? And right. she says, it's real sketchy. She says she left something in the basement after she was fired and wants to be let in so she can go get it. Keep no. in mind, this lady is like a really cute old lady and it's storming. Yeah, yeah. And they might probably feel bad for literally I'm inducing, sure. literally poisoning her and getting yeah. her fired. So guilt might have something to do with how lenient they are, letting this yeah. strange rain-soaked woman ransack their basement while the masters are away. Yeah, I think like if one component of this had been missing, like it wasn't raining or she wasn't a cute old lady. Yeah, it, it was all perfect. They would have been like, nah, bitch. Mm -hmm. but if they hadn't been drinking and relaxed exactly. and comfortable. Yeah. So she's reluctantly let in. The Kim family mom follows her to the basement and finds that this old housekeeper goes through this hidden entrance in the underground dun, bunker. Dun. And I'm immediately like having fucking PTSD from Barbarian. I know, right? <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? You're like, excuse me? We're an hour into this movie and you're showing me a hidden entrance? I know. I was like, oh my God, what is going to be down there? And the mom's similarly freaking out. She's like, what the, where, where is this going? <laughs> I was like... Literally barbarian PTSD. She helps her open the door to the entrance, though. She's like, I got to find out. Like, Yeah, she follows her. She's like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. And we learned that this bunker was created by the house's previous owner and that the current owners don't know of its existence. The previous owner was the architect of the house, of course. Right. The architect of the house. Yes. So like the Park family does not know this secret bunker exists. That's unfortunate. And then we find... The old housekeeper's husband oh is God. revealed to be having lived in this basement 
bunker and he's hiding from loan sharks. He's terrifying. Okay, so when this happened, first of all, he's on a bed. She comes in the room. She hands him a baby bottle. Yeah. And she tells him to drink from it. And I'm like, what is... I was like, barbarian. Yeah, barbarian. (laughs) I was like, what is going on? Barbarian. Yeah, seriously. Seriously. (laughs) So obviously I saw this before barbarian. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So it would have been different. But whenever I was watching this again after barbarian, I was like, wow. Baba. (laughs) Baba. Baba, indeed. What is going on? I know, it's bananas. It doesn't, I don't really understand I don't understand. But anyway, so then we find out that the housekeeper has been like occasionally sneaking into the basement to like check on her husband and bring him food. Lives there and has for years. Has lived there for many years in a windowless bunker. Crazy. Happily, it seems Happily, like. Yeah, he's just like chilling, hiding from loan he's sharks. He's like, I got a like, bridge. I'm good. Yeah, it's very weird. Um, And then we find out like there's been this storyline up till now with the young park boy the younger Mm -hmm. like five-year-old boy that like on his birthday last year he saw a quote ghost come up from the basement and then he was so scared he had a seizure and so like the mom has told this story to jessica so that's the scene i'm talking about that scared the shit out of me oh really yes dude he are you joking we scared the shit out of me. So it's like, <laughs> I wasn't expecting this. I just very recently learned that someone's living in an underground bunker. I'm trying to understand what's going on. And then it's a flashback scene to him, like this crazy psycho basement man, just like slowly coming into view from the secret hallway. And his eyes are humongous and he's smiling. Oh, you know what? I think my my tv settings were too dark so i didn't (gasps) see that was it a creepy okay well i saw that yeah it was very creepy (laughs) it was terrifying literally when i saw this on this poll i'm like that is the only scene that i would be like correct this is a horror movie it scared the shit out of me and especially like if you're pretending you're like a little kid and you see a man raised from the basement smiling at you oh was he smiling yeah i definitely could not sure was that's Bitch, cool. You're going to have to rewind. You're yeah, going to have to rewatch figure that. out my max password for once and <laughs> go back. <laughs> wow. OK, so this kid is so scared he has a seizure. So now we find out that this guy that's been living in the basement, it's like the ghost that this boy saw. OK, great. Now we're all on the mm-hmm. same page. Cool. So we're all caught up. This housekeeper lady attempts to bribe Mama Kim with money to allow her husband to continue to live in the bunker. But the mom refuses. She's like, no, get the fuck out. Meanwhile, the rest of the Kim family is like eavesdropping from the stairwell. They are so fucking nosy. I love them. Yeah, they're all like, who the? Well, I mean, I would do this shit too. That's like a secret bunker and your mom like went down, followed this crazy lady into a secret bunker. I would probably at least follow to make sure she's not getting murdered down there, you know? So they're all That's eavesdropping, but they don't want to reveal that they're there because obviously the housekeeper doesn't know that they're there because they're partying oh, in this oh, house. Oh, the housekeeper hadn't seen They them. haven't seen That's them That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're like eavesdropping and then someone falls and they all fall down the stairs and they injure oh themselves. And in their pain, they're like calling out to each other in their real names and they accidentally <sighs> reveal that they're all related. And oh. the old housekeeper's confused, but then she films them calling 
each other by their real names and revealing that they're related and threatens to show it to the Park family to get them all fired. So now she's yeah. going to blackmail them. <laughs> she's like, we were going to I was going to try to be your friend, but then I yeah. remembered that you're my competition. So I'm going to just switch real fast. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's you got to do what you got to do, I guess. It's a doggy dog world, bitch. It's like totally. Absolutely. Totally. She's like, I have a husband in a basement feeding him a banana. I'm working with what I got here. <laughs> yeah, the banana. Yeah. yeah, dude, I take any clue I had. Yeah. The banana is so weird. It's so weird. That whole scene is fucking weird. Very barbarian. This guy, her husband is so fucking weird and creepy. He's, he's super weird and creepy because he doesn't lives in a basement. Anyone. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, super weird. Scary. So, and then at that moment, more chaos so then we have the parks <laughs> this movie is nothing if not chaos bro it's this is why it's anxiety horror yeah the parks sure. call the house and say that they're actually returning home from camping uh, early due to uh, the severe <laughs> rainstorm and in a panic the kims tie up the old housekeeper and her husband and hide them in the bunker mm-hmm. and in the commotion the old housekeeper gets kicked down the stairs and Kit? Tied up and kicked down the stairs. She has a severe head injury as a result, like bleeding from the head. And Uh, and the parks are going to be here in eight minutes. And the parks are on their way. Yeah. So the Kim family, dad, brother, sister are able to clean up their little mess, their little party mess, and then hide under like the living room table just as the park family walks in. (laughs) It's like, oh oh my my God. God. (laughs) Anxiety. I'm so stressed. I know. Like, they're just, like, taking glass and just using their bare arms to just shovel it underneath the coffee table. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then they crawl under the coffee table with the glass. Yeah. Oh, my God. Bless. And that's where they stay that whole night Mm -hmm. under that coffee table. While they're under the table, they overhear Mr. Park commenting about how his his chauffeur, a.k.a. Daddy Kim, has a distinct... Lower class smell. Oh my god! It's They're so like it cringe. smells like our chauffeur. It smells like the subway. Yeah, it's it smells so like awkward. Poor people. It smells like poor people. So and Daddy Kim's just underneath the coffee table. Like, sure, he doesn't. Why give, not? Honestly, they show his face. He doesn't seem like he really cares that much. He's like, whatever. Yeah, he's like, he, okay. I'm sure he has fully dissociated at this point. Yeah. Um, he's going to compartmentalize that comment for sure. Yeah. For later. We're going to squash that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then after everything, the Kims eventually escape out of the house and the rain is like flooding. And as they're going home to their semi-basement apartment, they realize that they left the windows open oh and God. there's just like flooding sewer water into <laughs> their home. And... Basically, they have to, like, grab what they can and escape from their home and go to a shelter in a gym with other displaced people. It's so sad. Yeah. Literally, like, hours, an hour ago, they were, like, laying on the lawn, like, experiencing not being stressed about having a living situation for, like, right. five minutes. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, oh, it's nope, a big right turn. to the gym. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sucks. Yeah. So the next day, Miss Park decides to host a garden party for her young son since their camping trip had to be canceled. Like, he gives a fuck. Like, he wants a fucking garden party. Yeah. This five-year-old child is desperate for some tea cakes. Like, post-case. Let's go. Chop, (laughs) chop. Oh, my God. 
Yeah. So she gets Mama Kim to help her decorate and Daddy Kim to drive her to the grocery store to get party supplies. And then she ends up inviting Jessica since she's close to her son and as his art mm-hmm, therapist. Mm-hmm. And then um, <laughs> yeah. her daughter invites Kevin because she has a crush on him. And, and the parents are fine with that for some reason. They're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Because that's yeah, seems how nice. rich people nice are. Kid. They're like, they aren't concerned about, I feel like, things that they should be concerned about. And Correct, concerned about because they've never experienced important. Yes. Yeah. Right. They feel safe all the fucking time. Yeah. So basically now we're in a scenario where the whole family is at this garden party playing oh different roles. <laughs> it's crazy. So then when Kevin gets to the house, he decides he's going to enter the bunker with his large scholar's rock from the beginning. So he brings his giant rock and he plans to kill the old housekeeper and her husband by bludgeoning them with the rock, I guess. Yeah. He's like, well, what do I have to lose at this point? They don't yeah. know that there's people in here. The The fact that he even thought about that, you know what I mean? His yeah. house just got flooded by sewage juice. You can't, the problem is like, you can't open... Like they had said before, you can't open the thing from the opposite end. So like once you're in the basement, like you can't escape. So why didn't they just like let them die in there? Why do you have to like go down there and kill them? Humane, I guess. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving them the benefit of some doubt. I'm like, maybe they're... No way. I would want to end it humanely but I also probably wouldn't have been doing any of this. You would rather bludgeon someone to death with a oh, rock. Oh, God. Kate, there's no way. There's no, no I don't way. Do, I don't want to do that. <laughs> well, like, if they're going to suffer, it's like a baby bird, right? I've never bludgeoned a baby bird. You would bludgeon someone in the head with a rock. <laughs> no way, Kate. No way. I, I think I might. No, you wouldn't. But are they already dying? Wait, but they're already, like, they're gone, right? Like, they're dead, essentially. They're pretty dead. No. She's very I don't alive. Know. I don't know, but otherwise there's going to just, I guess I, I'm not bludgeoning anybody. All right. I take it back. <laughs> I take it back. He could have just let them die, but he decides he's going to kill them for some reason. And so it's a he, nice thing to do. No, it's not, Kate. <laughs> well, listen, in its own way, like it's dog eat dog. They're trying to kill him. They're, they, they're stuck in the basement, though. They can't get out. It's like, just let them die. You know what I mean? Just let them die. Yeah. You don't have to murder them. But anyway, he goes um, into the basement with this rock, planning to bludgeon both God. of them to death, as Kate would. As I would. I would not. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> These noodle arms. They'd be like, ow, that hurt. Aren't we all dying, Kate? Does that mean you want to kill everyone with a rock? That's that's what I said. Yeah, that's what, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> Kate's coming for you. <laughs> I'm coming. Consider yourself warned. <laughs> so he finds the old housekeeper dead because she had suffered a severe concussion was shoved down the stairs yeah brutally and violently and her husband had to like watch her slowly die right so he's yep. pissed he's pissed so yeah he's he in a bad mood basically steals kevin's rock smashes kevin on the head knocking him out and leaving him in the basement in a pool of blood so we're so like stressful okay kevin has a head injury now yes he does and then he has and by he i mean the housekeeper's husband has blood all over his face. Basement man. He runs upstairs. He grabs a knife from the kitchen and then he stampedes oh into the garden party and he's covered in blood and no one notices until he's like the middle of the party. Yeah, no one notices. 
Yeah. No one notices. No one's paying attention. He stabs the first Kim family member he sees, who happens to be Jessica. Um, and the young, <laughs> that's my favorite part. The young Park son sees him, identifies him as the ghost he saw and has another seizure. <laughs> 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 he's like oh fuck he's back and he's covered in blood and he just stabbed my tutor he's, he's like, like i didn't get to go camping oh my god and it's his birthday i had to go to this garden party and now you're back stabbing my tutor <laughs> why are you here on my birthday again i'm it's my birthday poor kid <laughs> you know so mommy kim comes <laughs> to jessica's rescue and stabs the housekeeper's husband with a barbecue skewer yeah i mean that was her daughter so fatally stabs him and then runs to her daughter to apply pressure to her stab wound in an attempt to save jessica from bleeding out and amidst the chaos the park family is yelling at daddy kim to drive them to the hospital they're like because their son is seizuring while his daughter is bleeding and they don't know they don't know right so they don't know that like the daughter's stabbed and bleeding. They're just like trying to get out of there. They're like, drive us to the hospital. And daddy Kim is like next to his dying daughter. And he's like, first, she's like not comprehending what they say. And then he's like, oh, whatever. Like, I'm not going to drive you. But like, here's the keys. So he like throws the keys to the car at daddy park. But the keys happen to land under the dying housekeeper's husband. And oh so God. daddy park has to like lift the dying man. Oh, my God. Instead of helping the dying man. Lift the yeah, dying he's man. he's moving him off of the keys to escape. Yes, to, to get his keys. And as he's moving the man, he makes a face like he smells bad. He's like, ooh, this man, this poor man is dying and he smells bad. It's offending Gross, my nose. And so Daddy Kim <gasps> sees him do that and is reminded of what he had said about his poor smell and is overcome with rage. He said... Daddy Kim, he didn't call him that, but he said, Daddy Kim smells like like an old dish rag. Yeah, yeah. Hard not to take that personally. Right, right. And then to then sniff this dead guy who's been living in your basement off of bananas and bottles. <laughs> Disgusting. And to be like annoyed by it. Yeah, exactly. He's like literally watching someone die and he's like, ew. Gross. Get off my keys. Mm-hmm. And so Daddy Kim is overcome with rage at seeing Daddy Park make this face at the bad smell and angrily yeah. is just like overcome and fatally stabs Daddy Park with the knife, which I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? Like, he's just uh, been it like, came from his daughter just got stabbed and they can't wait to get their healthy family to the hospital. Right. Their healthy, untouched family. But I mean, the kid's seizuring. But yeah. Totally. He's fine. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I, yeah, for sure. He's fine. They don't even look. They don't even look at this tutor. They don't look at the housekeeper who they've been calling sis the whole time. Oh, yeah. It just makes me think of the line from earlier. And I, I wrote it down. I have it right here because it made me so fucking mad. It's a line from much earlier where Mr. Park is being chauffeured by Mr. Kim. And he's talking about the housekeeper who was poisoned and they fired. And he's lamenting. He says, oh, she was such a good housekeeper. She never crossed the line. And then he he says, I hate people who cross the line. And right after that, as he's being chauffeured, Mr. Kim turns around to talk to him and he goes, hey, eyes on the road. Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, thanks. Also, right after Mr. Kim fixed like a major problem for him. Yeah. Got him a housekeeper and he's like, hey, 
you're crossing the line. Yeah. Like the fact that he even he verbally acknowledges this like class line is so infuriating ah, because of the class line. He's not doing shit. Mm, I didn't realize that's what they meant by that. They're doing the everything line. other than chew his food for him. And then, yeah, for him to like act like this dying man is such an inconvenience yeah, for him. As the he's smell is inconvenient. A, I can't. I, yeah. I get I, I and then your daughter's bleeding on the ground. Yeah, totally. But wait, but this part immediately was like you're jolted by watching Daddy Kim stab oh Daddy Park and then he runs away. But like in the chaos, did you see where the tutor is? No. <laughs> Wait, you didn't? Yes, you did. You saw it. So the tutor, aka the guy who was bludgeoned in the head and was bleeding in the basement. Oh, yeah. Is on the back piggyback style of his 16-year-old crush. Like, she's yeah. she's running with the rest of the crowd. And she has a man <laughs> on her back <laughs> piggyback style. Like, he's passed out. She's so tiny. I'm like, what? Just... Rage. What? Listen, she loves him. <laughs> but daddy, I love him. But how did he get on her back? Like, do, I don't know. <laughs> like, it, in my head, I'm like, okay, he Chaos. may have woken up. He may have walked up the stairs himself. He may have found her. He may have been like, I needed a doctor. And she's like, well, I can't carry you. Get on my back. Sure. Okay. Sure. But like, but watching, none of that is <laughs> watching her scream, <laughs> scream with this guy on her back <laughs> as she's running away right after we had like this stabbing moment it was just like <laughs> the comedy i needed i just laughed I out know. loud i know <laughs> it yes. wasn't meant oh to be God. funny but i laughed <laughs> i think it was it was just so ridiculous <laughs> and over the top and the fact that she's still worried about her crush her dad has been stabbed she's yes. like <laughs> yes well she's clueless too and that's like a running theme right yes it's because well yeah he will be like do you think i belong here and she's like she stares at him blankly and she's like yeah She's like, what are you talking about? Like, she's just like a dumb, ignorant teenage girl. She doesn't know anything. She's so, they're all so gullible and ignorant and rich and annoying. And I hate all of them. Naive. So yeah. much. And there's a quote about them being naive as well. Oh. That's why they don't figure anything out. And we'll, we'll talk they about sure that. They sure don't. We'll talk about that. But anyway, so weeks later, we find out that Kevin is alive and recovering from brain surgery. And... Yeah. He and his mom are convicted of fraud and receive probation. And you're like, LOL, probation. But then you realize, like, no one knows anything about what happened except for yeah. that they forged all these documents to get hired. No one knows Correct. any murders, anything. No. That's the biggest crime that they've technically done, even though they're right. absolutely responsible for all of this. All this chaos. <laughs> like, the old but housekeeper's husband is thought to be, like, this insane like unhoused man that just like stampeded mm -hmm. the party and like no yeah. one knows the true motives totally behind random. any of the attacks mm -hmm. and daddy kim is unable to be found his family doesn't know where he is the police don't know where he is so he's like somewhere in hiding and that's the information we get weeks later so then we hear like oh kevin's spying on the park's former home which is now owned by a german family and he recognizes a message in Morse code from their kitchen light late at night. And he figures out that his father is actually hiding in the bunker there. in the oh house. My God. And Kevin is still living in this semi-basement apartment, vowing to earn enough money someday to buy the house and free his father. 
And he never will. He never will. And that's his fucking plan. Yeah. He never, ever, ever, ever will. Because you cannot fight the system like that. It doesn't work. And that's what this movie is about. (laughs) And that's why it's a horror movie. Well, that's the funny part is like in the movie at the end, they show like his daydream of him buying the house. Yes. And for a little bit, you buy it because he has like different hair. He's dressed really nice. They show him like at the beginning Mm -hmm. of the house looking around. And he's a hardworking kid. Yeah. And you're like, is this really the fucking ending? I got pissed. I was like, this kid. Because it's a fairy tale ending. Yeah. I was pissed. I was like, this is going to make me mad. And then I realized it was like his daydream. And I was like, okay, sweet. Okay, so this is As long as everyone's miserable and sad, Ariana's happy. (laughs) I just want a realistic ending. See, I was devastated. But, you know, (laughs) you were relieved. I was devastated. There's better plans than, oh, I guess I'll just have to make enough money to free my dad like I guess that's the most solid plan I mean you can sneak your dad out of there like I know they're being I guess if you're like if you're really trying to do it you can make at least enough money to like get a second apartment and then like sneak the dad out in the middle of the night like he's sneaking up to get food so why can't he just sneak up and then leave the house because you have to leave the estate which is covered in cameras so what I would do is I would just I don't know, pick a different identity. They would be like, who is this person? They have no idea. Yeah, I would pick a different identity and I would try to do the same thing again. (laughs) I'm like, girl, you still know Photoshop? Oh, that's a good point. Well, that's the thing, right? It's like, wait, does she die? I can't remember. Who? The sister. Did she die? Jessica's dead. Yes. Yeah, so then they can't Photoshop anything. Well, Jessica has to be dead because she would have come up with a better plan. Wow. Yeah. Because she was the brains. She was the brains of the family. Respect. R.I.P. to Jessica. R.I.P. Jessica. <laughs> she was a queen. She was a bad bitch. And we yes. loved her. Yeah. And that's why I know that you like this movie. Because I know that you like Jessica. I love Jessica. Hell yeah. Well, that's that's Parasite. That's that's the entire... Extre- that sounds like a lot. It sounds like a four-hour movie. It's not. It's like an hour and 30 minutes. No, it's like two hours and 15 minutes, Kate. Shit. Well, it, they, they fucking t- they pack that shit in the entire time. It's like, like, it's fast as hell. Yeah, you're never bored. You're never bored. Because no. even at the beginning, when like shit's not hitting the fan, when they're just like slowly creeping in on this family, it's still like you can't look yes. away because you're just like anxious about them finding out. And you don't know that it's going to get crazier. So, yeah, I didn't. When I watched this, I had no idea how chaotic yeah. it was going to be. Yeah, because the whole time I was like, oh, this must be like the peak of the movie. Oh, this must be like the peak of the movie. I know. Oh, and I just kept home. saying that. And oh, I was wait, like, oh, shit. It gets worse. <laughs> yeah. Just gets worse and it worse. It keeps going. Keeps going. So let's talk about a few things, Kate. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Please. What do you think is the Kim family's ultimate mistake? Letting that woman into the house. Mm, mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, what happens if like they had let her in and she was like, listen, I'll pay you every month to let my husband stay here. And they were like, oh, OK. No, you can't do that. Why? Because that's that guy's crazy. He lives in a basement. Get He's him out. Not crazy. I am not letting any variable into this very delicate situation. Yeah, but by refusing her, they made the situation more chaotic. They shouldn't have let her in the house. But they did. then it's just some. Right. But 
if we're saying what's the critical mistake, I think that if that hadn't happened, I think they would have been fine. I don't know. I feel like she would have come back later. She would have come back when the mistress is there. Yeah, but she didn't know who they were. She has no ammo against them. So she's just going to be a crazy lady cutting their CCTV. Yeah, but what would have happened is she would have come back the next day when the Park family was there. She would have been like, hey, I left something in the basement. Can I go get it? Like, she would just keep coming back. They would never have let her in the basement, ever. They might. They thought she had tuberculosis because she coughed and they (laughs) fired her. They're not letting her anywhere. So I think that if they had allowed this lady to pay them, Uh I think that it wouldn't have escalated to the degree that it did. And I think that was their mistake as they should have agreed to get paid by this lady. That man down there is a hell of a wild card. I don't know if he is, though. Um, you don't? Who, up to the point of them, obviously him, like, he murders everybody at the end, blah, 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 but, like, so does everyone else. So, like, what besides the fact that he's just, like, living in the basement in hiding implies that Mm -hmm. he's, like, a crazy Mm -hmm. person? Right. So, why would I jeopardize... My entire family's income and well-being for an unwashed man eating a banana. Just because he's unwashed, Kate. Are you serious right now? <laughs> Kate, Who's I'm just saying. smacking his head. You didn't bring this part up. But who is taking his head and smacking it into light switches. He has to do that because he doesn't have his arms available and he's trying to call for help for his dying wife. He's tied up. He's uh-huh. trying to talk in Morse code. Uh-huh. With the light switches to call for help because his wife is next to him bleeding out. That's not, but he was doing that before. That no, he happened. wasn't. He was using his hands before. Well, of course, but he was talking in Morse code and giving his praise to Mr. Park, who gives him a house and feeds him. Unbeknownst to Mr. Park. Oh, I forgot about that part. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I guess that is crazy. That's not good. That's a little weird. I'm not upset with him. It's just there's no way you can live. Without sunlight, like a rat in this house alone and be totally fine. (laughs) So you think Mr. Kim is going to turn into this guy? I don't know. (laughs) I really don't know. Yeah. Because this guy kind of went into there somewhat voluntarily. Like it was like his best option versus Mr. Kim got actually trapped. So I don't know. See, this is my thing. Yeah, sure. He's a wild card. He's also been living there for at least four years and everyone's yeah. still here so like it's he not like he's coming up yep. murdering people so like if they had just been like sure there's a vested interest and in a job opening as a housekeeper for him yeah but they're not gonna hire her back it is us versus them well that's the end of it right that's that's the critical mistake is seeing yeah. having poor people not have class solidarity Mm-hmm. Yep. That's they the sure critical didn't. mistake. So that moment, that moment where the old housekeeper, the old housekeeper realizes what's going on and immediately it goes from friend to competitor. And you're like, of course, because if you think about it, all of these people, this class solidarity that we want, like there's not enough jobs. Like people are desperate to have bread. Like they're doing everything they can just to keep their family fed. So of right. course they're going to turn on everybody. So I wouldn't trust anyone. I agree. That's why the rich people are so gullible. They have less to lose. Well, that's the thing, right? Is I think that at that moment, because the whole time I'm like, okay, I'm with them. I'm with them. They're smart. The moment that they refused her bribe and they were like, 
no, I'm going to tell on you, like, fuck you. Like that went too far, in my opinion. And I think that was their critical mistake. I wouldn't have done that, but I also probably wouldn't have um, induced like a horrific allergic reaction in someone. She could have died. You know what I mean? (laughs) Well, yeah, she did say like she had an EpiPen in her room. She was saying that she would use. But yeah. What if she didn't and you killed someone? Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. But I think that there's a moment where they went too far. And I think that the system positions poor people against each other. Correct. And I think that's ding, the, ding, ding. That's, that's it. the what they're trying to say right now is like a hundred percent. And they quote that they say, you know, Daddy Kim, he says, rich people are naive. There's no resentments. There's no creases on them. Mm-hmm. No Meaning creases, like they yeah. haven't had to fight each other to get to Correct. where they're going. They yes. say like the implication is that the rich can easily stay rich and the poor can rise the social ladder, but at the expense of other poor people. Other poor people, because that's capitalism, baby. Yeah. And I think that's the whole point is like, I do think that the Park family, or I'm sorry, the Kim family, that's their fatal flaw for me is the fact that they don't work together with people of their similar social class and they actually like fight with them. And that's what really ultimately causes the downward spiral. I get that. But at the same time, it's not their fault. It's society's fault because instantly they they were nice. Well, that's and the they whole gave point, it right? In, it's in, like instantly. Right. Instantly, the other family turned on to them. Well, that's the thing, right? It's like the whole time we want to watch a movie where someone overcomes this idea. But then when they don't overcome it and they succumb to this system, that's flawed, obviously. But when they succumb to the system, you're like, well, fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's that. that's the whole. Exactly. It's like, oh, let's fight the power. Well, sure. If it was that easy, we'd all be fighting the power. <laughs> right, we got to do right. it bit by bit. But literally the entire family's survival depends on these people getting the fuck out of this house. I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel like it's like ride or die. Their lie depends on solidarity. This guy is going to be able to extort them indefinitely. I don't think so. I think, honestly, they could have taken advantage of the other family. They could have been like, OK, now we want more money. Now we want more money. Now we want more money. You know, it was never going to be like a he's going to kill somebody. He has no reason to do that if he's safe. And neither Um, does the housekeeper. To bring down the people who stole her job. She doesn't need to, though. If her her goal is to make sure her husband is safe. She's not here for revenge. She I guess I just I don't think that I would have trusted her, (laughs) to be honest. Yeah, well, your alternative is starting shit. And obviously that doesn't end well for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about classism, class systems. See, this is why I was so excited about this episode, because I was like, (laughs) holy shit. I've never, ever spoken a word about this movie to Ariana. And I know she's got some opinions. (laughs) Let's talk about let's talk about class systems. Yeah, bitch. This is my shit. Okay. Obviously, tell me some things that are like obvious tropes, metaphorical nonsense from this movie that demonstrate like the class systems and the differences. Like the dogs' names. Oh my God. Wait, what were the dogs' names? It's like Fufu and Chi Chi and just these very bougie, sweet little names. Bro, I did not notice that, but I was. Very thankful that nothing happened to the dogs. Oh, no, of course not. They're they're a symptom. (laughs) 
because I was like, it's not their fault. I was sitting there like I'm just used to horror movies, obviously, where like the dog right. dies or whatever. And I'm like writing notes. You thought they were going to kill one of those cute little dogs? I thought they were going to like kick a dog at some point. Oh, my God. I thought they were going to like be like, get out of my way and like kick a dog. And I was going to get pissed. Oh, no, it's not the dog's fault. <laughs> I know. I know. I was getting I was going to get real angry. But it, the dogs are I'm cute. Like, they, they didn't. Like, yeah. They like come over while they're eating and like. They're just dogs. They're just dogs. They're like, hey, what's up? You got food? I love you. I'm glad nothing happened to the dogs. But so obviously, let's talk about the smells. The smells is a big thing. Oh, my God. Which is kind of gross, but also like. Mm -hmm. No, it's real. Very obvious. Like the little boy comments that the new housekeeper and the new chauffeur smell the same, which is so real because like little kids notice that shit. They do. And they always talk about it. They're like, his house has a weird smell. You know, you look different. Why are your eyes like that? (laughs) Observant and rude. Very, yes, very blunt. The mom notices when she's in the chauffeur with um, daddy Kim, she like plugs her nose as she's talking. And like, obviously, the dad verbalizes that he notices it. It's fucked up. Yeah. And then we have this storyline of like, the seizure and the kids seeing the ghost or whatever, which I thought was cool because it allows them to like have a very, very distinct way of depicting one versus the other. Like this opposition of like this little kid Mm -hmm. sitting on the floor, stealing birthday cake in the middle of the night, like a little brat. Yeah. Eating icing off his birthday cake, ruining this birthday cake his mom like got for him. And then this adult man who's been confined to a windowless basement hiding from loan sharks who's having to sneak into the kitchen in the middle of the night to look for food so that he doesn't starve. And the little kid just like has a seizure. The kid's a victim. Yeah. The kid's a fucking victim. Yeah. The kid's a victim and he needs art therapy stat. Yes, exactly. Like, that's the whole thing. It's like it's it just demonstrates very, very easily the opposition between the two, which I really like that part. Yeah. Makes me angry, <laughs> which is the yeah. point. Yeah, exactly. And I think the reason this is considered like a comedy, like a black comedy thriller is because there are like scenes where you know, people are getting their head bashed in, cut to scenes of a garden party, like very, very obvious cuts. And it's being very blatant about it, which is very cool. Dude, Mama Park had me dying. Mama Park is hilarious the whole time. She is so melodramatic. Yeah. And I every time she's on on screen, I'm like, you're going to do something ridiculous. And I cannot wait to see it. Like the when we first meet her, she's passed out outside. Yes, the on top of her like, garden table. Yeah. Rouse her for the interview for the tutor that's there. Yeah. I thought she was going to play a bigger role. Like, I thought there was going to be some twist with Miss Park at the end. I was like, this bitch is somehow involved. Like, this bitch is somehow going to be part of the twist. And then when she wasn't, I was She bummed. is enjoying her wealth. Yeah. She is, does not want to know about other people. And yeah. she it didn't wants really to buy her fit. son another teepee is what yeah. she wants. I knew I knew this was going to have like a twist ending because of like the hype behind it. I just didn't know like where things were going to go. And for some reason, Mm -hmm. I just like got this vibe that she was going to be involved, but she never was, Mm -hmm. which is fine because ultimately the message of it all made a lot more sense. But 
Yeah. I wanted her to be involved. Yeah. We don't want her to overcome anything. She's kind of the baddie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. And then this part with I didn't go through it in our summary because it had little to no meaning to the plot, but it had a very large meaning to like the theme of the movie. And this is the sex scene between (gasps) Mr. and Mrs. Park. Oh, my God. Tell them, Kate, tell them about the sex scene. It's so Mr. Park, Mrs. Park come home. They surprise the Kim family who's been beating the shit out of the old housekeeper downstairs. All the remnants of the broken glass of all the bourbon they've been drinking is everywhere. Massive cleanup. And then they just change into the little silk pajamas. They put out a little teepee for their son so that they still get to camp. And then they just like fully grope each other while they're talking shit about Mr. Kim (laughs) on their luxurious, gorgeous sofa. Yeah, but what do they talk about, Kate? Do you remember? The smell, right? They talk about his smell. What is their fetish? No, they're having a fetish moment. (gasps) Oh, um... (gasps) Oh, he asks her to put on the underwear... The cheap panties, quote unquote. The cheap panties that the daughter had left in the limo to frame the chauffeur. And I never would have thought of them as cheap panties. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the thing, right? The fact that they're like, it's, it's, yeah, it's like a fetish how. It's fetishizing poor people. That's so sad. He's like, if you. I forgot about that He's like, please wear these cheap panties that were found in my car. And then she plays along and pretends to ask for drugs. She does. She says, please buy me meth. (laughs) What the fuck? I want to die. It's awful. So again, this scene when I first saw it, Fetishizing poor people while their son is fetishizing Native American culture. (laughs) Yes, exactly. In the backyard. Exactly. Gross. Yes. It's a whole thing because when I was watching this, I was like, why the fuck... Are, is this scene here? Because it means nothing to the movie. And it does make me angry when there's like unnecessary sex scenes in movies. Cause I'm like, that feels like a cheap way to keep my attention. But after having yeah. watched this movie, I'm like, Oh, so it plays a big role in like the underlying theme, but not the plot. Yeah. So I'm here for it. Cause Jessica quote, quote, Jessica's under the table the whole time. Yeah. That's awful. Imagine, just imagine how awful they just wanted to have a good night. To hear someone say about call your panties cheap, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And be like, you're trash. Well, he doesn't know it's Jessica's. No, he doesn't. But Jessica knows it's Jessica's. And that <laughs> yeah. hurts. Yeah. She's That's like, all right. ouchy. As they're in their matching silk pajamas and she's laying underneath a coffee table full of shattered glass from their bad yep. mistake of having a dinner party. Yep. It's yep. awful. It's just it's just awful. Totally. Very, very cool scene, though, otherwise. <laughs> Other than that, Other than we that, did like it. <laughs> we like the scene, though, because of everything hot, that's sexy said. people. Because of the art. The art of it all is great. The art of everything is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the last thing I want to talk about is stairs, stair imagery. So obviously this is a movie about social class and climbing the social ladder, blah, blah, blah. So obviously stairs would have a big part of that, climbing, whatever. 
But I think it's cool that the big plot changing moments occur on these stairs. So there's a lot of pretty much every single scene has a stair, like people coming up the yeah. stairs, down the stairs, like they live in a basement. There's another basement in the mansion. Like, the like look how upstairs. gigantic this house is. is the house I is see. huge. <laughs> the house is fucking huge. But huge. The four big moments that I'm thinking of. So like when the family falls down the stairs and reveals themselves to the mm-hmm. housekeeper to be all part of the same family, mm-hmm. that's a game changer moment, giving her the leverage she needs to threaten them. The mm-hmm. kicking the housekeeper down the stairs, resulting in her Jesus. concussion and Dying. enraging her husband to kill the family. Jesus Christ. And then Kevin, which is something I didn't say Kevin. during the um, during like the review of it all. When he's going down there with the Scholar's Rock to bludgeon mm-hmm. the housekeeper and her husband to death, he actually drops the rock he's going to use to murder them. And that's how the housekeeper's husband is able to get the rock and kill him instead. So he drops it down the stairs like a fucking idiot. Like an amateur. <laughs> yeah. And then the part that I like the most, this is the best part. I like this part. So during his daydream... When he's daydreaming about climbing the social ladder to be able to buy the house and free his dad, he pauses on the stairs and he looks wistfully in the distance like he's climbing the social ladder. Very cool. Yeah. It's beautiful. I like it. I like the stairs. For me, it's like the like that comment I think about is like, hey, it's art house, but it's also popcorn. It's like it's intellectual. It makes a humongous statement, but you don't have to be a high class person to understand what they're saying. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's almost better if you aren't. <laughs> it's like there's there's symbolism that's superficial and then there's very deep symbolism. So if you want more, you can get more. It's there. Yeah. But it's also not only deep shit that you will miss unless you look for it. So mm-hmm. it's got something for everyone. And if you don't want any symbolism, and you just want to be superficially entertained. It's fucking entertaining. You shit. will be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is not you're not going to be bored for a single second of this movie. I think that we can agree on. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. I think you kind of told me what you think about it, though. It's a thing. Was Kate, I right? I want you to... Yeah. Yay! Kate, I want you to guess how the critics feel about it first. OK, so here's the thing. I know how the critics feel about it because oh, okay. it won. It won. A, it won the BAFTA. It won the Oscar. It won every single possible award that exists. So I'm going to say that critics gave this like 100 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. LOL. Yeah, pretty much. Wait, is it literally 100 percent? 99 percent. It's a perfect movie. That's the thing, though. It's fucking this perfect. movie is perfect. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, 100. What about the audience? Well, I'm going to say the audience liked it. I'm going to say the audience gave it a 97. Ooh, 90. Oh, why? I don't know. They didn't get it. They didn't get it. They didn't get it. Because it wasn't in English, Kate. Oh, that honestly, though. Probably. Annoying. (laughs) (laughs) You don't even know how to read and you enjoyed this movie. That's true. I'm illiterate. She doesn't even know how to read, you guys. I'm surprised. I was honored that you pretended to know how to read for this entire episode (laughs) yes everything i know about this movie i read online you had me read to you online (laughs) yeah (laughs) i want you to rate it you kind of already did me yeah um this movie is vicious and ruthless and poignant and visually gorgeous and funny um so for me this is uh i don't know 
10 out of 10 bad tutors. I'm sorry, 11 out of 10 bad tutors. <laughs> statutory tutors. This is the perfect movie for me. 11 out of 10 statutory tutors. Amazing. We love it. I have honestly, <laughs> I am obsessed with this movie. No notes. No notes. I can't no believe notes. you Not fucking liked note. it this much and we never have talked about it. You've never been like, you I need know. to watch Parasite. I know. Well, I know. I have. It's like this is opening up a whole new, a whole new world. There's so many movies that I want to share with you, but I'm glad that the club wanted us to talk about Parasite. But I want to know what you think. I think you liked it. The club is smart. Yes, I did. They I smart. liked it. I liked it. Yeah. I mean, I already said why I liked it, but it's your it's first it's, viewing. It's so mainstream. It appeals to so many people because it's mm-hmm. got so many layers, and it's superficially entertaining, but it's got deep shit too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I already told you guys, but I think 10 out of 10 peaches for me. <laughs> peaches. <laughs> they sure did. They're like, she's allergic. Great. Got it. Her weakness. Her weakness. Yeah. Never mind that she could go into anaphylactic shock. They're like, that would be cleaner than what actually happened. It's so fine. they I wish that that had happened for them. Honestly, that would have been a much cleaner death. Oh, God. Yeah, for real. It's honestly, I, I just love how this movie just becomes more and more chaotic and you can't predict exactly what's going to happen. And that's mm-hmm. really fun because I've seen a lot of movies and there's a lot of patterns and this didn't follow any of them. And it, I thought I it agree. told an important story. Yes, I am digging this new like vibe of movies to be just like chaotic and go against what you're expecting. I like that. I like that people are trying to keep us guessing. I do, too. We've seen a lot of movies at this point. Like, you can only remake Lion King so many times. So (laughs) maybe we try something different. Listen to me. (laughs) We don't want a live action sword in the stone. Wait, do we, though? No, we don't. Maybe we do. No, the first one was perfect. (laughs) God, I love that movie. That movie's awesome. Yeah, it's a good movie. Well, I think this will be easy for our scoreboard. Shall we? I agree. I agree. We're going to mosey on over, you guys, to the Nightlight Horror Movie Club scoreboard. Nightlighthorrormovieclub.com backslash scoreboard. Very easy to find. Very hard to read. So where are we going to? So these are all the movies that we've ever seen. And they're in an order that we tried our best to make sense. So we both love this movie. I would put this in a top 10. Same. I was just going to say top 10. (laughs) For sure top 10. I'm so excited because I didn't know for sure, Ariana. I really didn't know for sure, but I really thought. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, this bitch is going to love this movie. And I didn't, I was so good. I didn't say anything. You didn't ever. say anything, but I, I thought we were going to, I thought we were going to fight about it. <gasps> Why? I don't know. I was worried. I was, I was a little worried just because I love this movie so much, but yeah. I knew that you would like it. And the, whenever I went back and rewatched it, I'm like, yeah, this bitch is going to fucking eat this shit up. <laughs> You're like, mm, she's going to metaphorical yum, metaphor. Yum. <laughs> You're like, I forgot how metaphorical it is. Oh my God. All right. Top 10. <laughs> um, let's see. I would put this, oh God, oh no, this is actually not as easy as I thought it would be. So from the top, number one, we have The Thing. I know you don't like it there, but that's where it is. Ready or Not, number two. Number three, Haunting of Hill House. Four, Barbarian. Five, Pearl. Six, Midnight Mass. Seven, Jennifer's Body. Eight, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Nine, Silence of the Lambs. And ten, American Psycho. I don't know, Ariana. I'm thinking one of two places. You ready? Okay. No, but... I'm thinking either... Under Hill House or <gasps> Under Midnight Mass? I would I would accept Under Midnight Mass. Okay. Okay. New number seven. That's, wait, 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 wait. That's above Jennifer's body. Yes, it is. Yes, Kate. 
Yes. None of your campy shit. God no, damn it. No, I can't. That's above Jennifer's body. Yeah, it's fucking no, Parasite. No, uh... Kate? I don't know. I don't know. Kate? Hey, Jennifer's body is for women by women. It's very lesbian. It's it's very spooky. Kate? No, don't. No, no, not. I can't. I can't. Listen, it's Rocky parasite. Horror. I'm sacrificing Rocky Horror. You can't make... I cannot lose both of them in the same go. Well, that's how it's going to be if you put anything above any of them. Well, they're right next to each other, Ariana. But you're saying compassion. You're saying Jennifer's body is objectively better than Parasite. Think about what you're saying, Kate. Jennifer's body. Yes. Is objectively better than Parasite. I'm not, I can't say objectively. I don't even think in terms of objectively. <laughs> Maybe you should. <laughs> but it hurts my entire body to think that this will knock down one of the best movies ever made, especially on a horror movie oh podcast. Oh I don't know. I can't. I can't. I can't. I'm, I'm standing my ground on this one. I think you're wrong about Jennifer's body. I think it's more influential than this one. It's not about whether Jennifer's body is good. It's about no, it how is, good though. Parasite is. Fuck you. Parasite is great. I love Parasite. But no. See, no. this is the thing about the scoreboard. The top is 10 the is very much Kate's zone. Can God we talk about damn that? It. I know. The top uh, 10 is Kate's zone. Everything else she doesn't really give a fuck about. But the top 10 is like her top 10. Can we all that, say listen, that? I, ha- yeah. Well, you. I let Silence of the Lambs get really listen, high. If Silence of the Lambs is basically the only thing on this list of 10 that uh, I. Pearl. We disagree about. Pearl, we agree about. Everything mm-hmm. else. Maybe Haunting of Hill House. I think Midnight yeah. Mass. You, but we both agree Midnight on Mass. those. Yeah. I get Silence of the Lambs. You get The Thing, Ready or Not, Jennifer's Body, Rocky Horror. I know. Just All why? of these are just you, Kate. But why this one? Why are you coming for Jen? Take another one. I'm just not. not I, just, Jen. I think that out of all of these, I think it's for me. If I had to pick somewhere on here that was just me. I've probably put it as the new number four. So I put it way above that shit because I think more objectively. Okay. Okay. (laughs) It does hurt. I am going to cry, but (laughs) this is, it's hard to argue when this movie won like literally every award in the world, but also, but also honestly, justice for Jennifer's body, which was horribly marketed and so many people missed it. And so and I love an underdog. So I don't know. It's just, it hurts. It hurts real bad. Because this is obviously more palatable to mainstream audiences and Jennifer's body isn't. So of course it's going to win like four Oscars. I don't know. It hurts my, it hurts everything inside of me. But you have shamed me into thinking that I am <laughs> controlling the scoreboard and I don't want to be controlling the scoreboard. <laughs> so. Okay. So, all right. So. All right, this is not new number seven. It feels personal. <laughs> there, there are a hundred. There are over a hundred movies. It could be number eight, and you won't let me. I want it to be new number four. Okay, fine. So I feel number like seven. we're compromising already. I feel dead inside. So <laughs> I'm so glad to announce that Parasite, which is a movie I love, by the way, I love this movie. This is my third viewing, and I cannot believe I'm having you fight me on this. But this is the new number four, and Jennifer's body is still in top 10, so I can sleep at night, and y'all should go watch it, because it's great. I mean, I don't need it to be number four. 
Oh I mean, my God. What do you want from me? Kate, I'm saying, I'm saying what do you it, want? it was just me. I want it to be number four. But Listen. since you want it to be below Jennifer's body, yes. I think a compromise would be the new number seven, which would still put it below Barbarian Pearl Midnight Mass. Yeah. So you don't understand. Um, it's emotional. So it's like it's it could be number one for all I fucking care, but it's beating Jennifer's body and that hurts everything it's gonna be jennifer's body regardless of whether it's number four number seven that's how numbers work (laughs) ariana just said i have you bent over a barrel so (laughs) be grateful that i'm not making it number one fine you psycho bitch number seven guys do you see how hard i have to work to put anything (gasps) in the top 10 can't with you right now <laughs> mutiny mutiny it's mutiny because we're talking top 10 and that's where kate lives yeah. am i wrong <laughs> yeah i mean if i'm if I'm gonna fight somewhere it's gonna be for jennifer's fucking body I and know. like i'm not quiet about that so i don't know what you're i don't know what you're expecting but this is as graceful as i can be you all are right. so welcome all right new number seven and i like this movie but it's still hard you know what parasite's fantastic has like yes. four oscars um, go watch Jennifer's Body. I liked Parasite and go look up the story of Christine and Leah Papin. It is horrible and was a big inspiration for this movie. And oh, if, you ha- if you like this episode and you want us to cover something horror adjacent, please let us know because we like talking about it and we clearly don't talk about it unless you make us. So make us. <laughs> you know what's great is what? if we claim things are horror adjacent, we could cover them and we could probably get into like a whole new genre. Of great Ariana movies. is already scheming. <laughs> already. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. This movie is great. I'm just saying. Y'all keep an eye on that Patreon because she's in charge of that. And you she's widen the pool. Playing games. <laughs> playing games with your heart. Hey, these people voted for Parasite, so they know what's up. They did. And I'm grateful. Hey, but old boy, I would like to watch at some point. Yeah. I'm curious to know what's going to win our second chance poll. Right now, it's like neck and neck, bodies, 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 and... <gasps> Um, hereditary revisited so oh my god okay Jesus Christ I know. this is why I don't look at the polls because I get anxious because I want to do both of those okay anyway Parasite we both love it it's been fun their house is pretty but now I'm gonna go make some ramen and be a normal person all right you guys stay spoopy stay spoopy stay spoopy